listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to the Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for joining us today. John Long, how are you doing today, sir? I am stupendous. Try to think of the right word to yeah. use. Yeah, I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're. Uh, it's it's like a whole new exciting chapter here on Earth Oddity. Podcast. It really is a bit of an announcement to make. We have been picked up by a network, podcasting right. network. We are now on the Fringe Radio yes, Network. The fringe Radio Network, which is good for us. <laughs> it is. Yeah, most of my underwear have fringe on it. <laughs> We're very excited to be on there, and I tell you, one thing I do I like about the French Network is it is a there's, wild yeah. <laughs> network. There's something for everybody. There. there is something for everybody. Now I will say I was skeptical because um, I operate really by the uh, mantra of any group that would have me as a part of it. I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> yeah. But, like anybody that wants me. There's yeah, something wrong there's with something them. Wrong they got some them. issues. Yeah, there's something wrong with them. So, but here we are, and you know, hello to all our new listeners from yes. the Fringe Network. They have friends over there. They have, a, like we said, a lot of great shows. There's something from everybody, mm-hmm. from theology discussions to alien um, abductions, alien abduction, <laughs> conspiracy theories. How uh, about this? UFOs discussed from a Christian yeah, worldview. That's right. I ne- I didn't think that existed. Well, I've but actually, it does. I've actually yeah. dove down that rabbit hole oh, for really? myself. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thank my good friend Andrew Mudhut Rogers for that. Um, who who we we used to have some pretty crazy discussions about it that led to some research and all that just for fun. But mm-hmm. if I'd have known back then, because you know. Like I said, I never listened to a podcast until we started doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, I probably would have checked all those out, and I'm going to now. I've listened to a, uh, one of them, the link you sent for yes, one of them. I listened yes. to part of that one day driving home. But, the Iron Show. Yeah, the Johnny Iron Irons. Show with Johnny Irons, who's apparently a big deal from what he tells me. Yeah, he's the uh, he's the guy who owns the network, and yeah. uh, he... He has been oh. super kind, super gracious, yeah. and he right. uh, he pursued he pursued us. He was like, yeah. "Come on, y'all, come on." Yeah, so here we are, and we, we're <laughs> glad to be here. Yeah, we are very we're thankful for to, the opportunity. We're about to redneck this <laughs> network up. Y'all about to have a couple of old broke down cars in your yard. <laughs> we're going to get some Baptist up in this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a little bit of the SBC, <laughs> <laughs> which. Uh, if you follow this, is a little bit in a little bit of a ter- in turmoil right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to go into that in depth, no, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, have enough. Um, you know, there's there's probably never been a better time for Southern Baptists to join something like the French Radio <laughs> Network. <right. laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so. Here we are, and we're glad to be here. Yes. Also, while we're just shouting people out, CajunCurl.com, our sponsor. Uh, you know, check them out if you like cooking, you like eating. Go. Go to CajunCurl.com, get you some spice. Get one of their chip maker things, which are really cool, too. Uh, Make your own chips and dice them and slice them and spice them with Cajun Curl. You'll love it as well. Um, You got any... Um, well, I know you have stories. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the highlight for you this week? I've got a man in Florida who... Of course. <laughs> ...had a bad reaction to some methamphetamine he bought and uh. took it to the police to get it tested. Yeah. And for the police to go out and warn everybody <laughs> not to buy methamphetamine from this one drug dealer. Wow. That's weird. 
Um, it's surprising that you would make bad decisions while on drugs. <laughs> I'm just so shocked by that. I, I, I will say, I think his heart was in the right place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he's trying to help people He's out. trying to help out all Concerned his drug citizens. friends, yeah. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Dennis Rodman being our greatest diplomat. And, Got to. Yeah, plug in <laughs> pot coin for all those bad pot, pot smokers out there. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, you know, I love Rodman. One of my favorite basketball players of all time. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I'm just glad he's helped you know, bring world peace to us and everyone. We're going to start with this a story right here. This comes from the BBC. Czech president calls press conference for underwear burning. Okay. <laughs> this is this is precious. Czech president Milos Zeman called a press conference on Thursday to set a giant pair of red underpants on fire. Which my first thought was, was he trying to tell the media they were lying yeah, <laughs> or something? You know? Maybe he's had an old stinky pair, you know? His wife's like, I'm not watching that. <laughs> like, you know, liar, liar, pants That's on fire. Right. <laughs> the president arranged the impromptu event without giving a reason, prompting widespread speculation. He then burned a giant pair of red underpants once used by an artist group to criticize him in a makeshift fire pit. Quote, I am sorry to make you look like little idiots. You really don't deserve it, he told the reporters before leaving. (laughs) Fake news all over the world. (laughs) Which, I mean, I guess this is, you know, this is the Czech Republic. It's a different culture. I don't really know where he was going with that. Yeah, me either. My American ears, it almost sounds like he's like saying, you know, I, I know you are. What am I? Uh-huh. I'm not the idiot. Yo, right. you're the idiot. Let me show you how big of an idiot you are by me burning a pair of underwear. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the AFP news agency characterized the press conference as a, quote, bizarre event. I would yeah, say so. I would think so, too. Which took the assembled journalists by surprise. The enormous underpants were made by artist collective Zotohoven. That's the best I could do. I feel like that was spot on. If you hadn't even paused, I would have been like, man, Tiny must have researched the phonetics on that one. (laughs) Which flew the meter-long boxer shorts above the presidential palace in 2015. Okay. I would like to tell President Trump, you don't have it that bad. Yeah, right. (laughs) Not yet, at least. That's true, not yet. (laughs) But I am going to Washington, D.C. next week. I'll see what I can do. (laughs) Czech media said the president had purchased the same boxer shorts from the state property office for the price of one Czech crown, which I assume that's their currency. Uh, yeah, sounds good to me. For the price of one Czech crown. What if he just, like, literally gave him a crown? Yeah, like, here we go. <laughs> hey, get that old one out back, boy. <laughs> hey, give, Bubba, get that I'll old one. I'll give you this crown for that huge <laughs> pair yeah, of right. boxer shorts. That seems like an even tra- swap. <laughs> In recent months, Zotohoven has produced shirts and badges of the red boxer shorts to protest against Mr. Zeman's campaign for re-election, which he narrowly won in January. Sounds Uh, familiar. Yeah, right. (laughs) Radio Praha said the demonstration supposedly symbolized the, quote, time to end the era of dirty laundry in politics. (laughs) So, (laughs) I guess that's where they were going with that. Mr. Zeman's political opponents failed to see the humor in Thursday's fiery stunt. How? Yeah. How can you fail to see the humor in this? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't well again there's nobody, a little bit of yeah. there's a little bit of cultural Right. But I'm sure the world there, over everybody gets offended over everything. Yeah. You know. But I would have been laughing. I know. If I was his opponent, I would have been yeah. like I didn't like I'm, gold. Hey, there's there's, you know, a hundred thousand more pairs, you gonna burn them all? <laughs> right. yeah. I would be like, here's my underwear, burn them. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
say it to my face. Or I would have been like, hey, now everybody knows you're a liar, Mr. Zeman, because your pants are on fire. Why are we not why are we not Czechoslovakian campaign consultants? Exactly. Golly. I'd be like, you just demonstrated for the world that you're a liar yeah, you by setting everybody. your pants on fire. <laughs> In October last year, he attended a press conference brandishing a fake rifle labeled for journalists. <laughs> wow. He's bold. Yikes. He's bold. A bold move. That is bold. I mean, I don't know. I like wonder what Trump Trump might be taking notes. Like just I don't think he would show it to everybody. He's probably got one, but I doubt Maybe he would so. show it to anybody. It's probably a pistol. Yeah. You know. Pull it out from a suit. <laughs> I like to think it's a blunderbuss. <laughs> <laughs> In May, he said the journalist should be liquidated, a comment characterized as a joke. He also made another joke in January that the Czech prime minister could be removed either by elections or by Kalishnikov. Which wow. That's okay. referring to an AK. Yeah, right. Man, somebody's taking the gloves off over there. Solid rifle, by the way. Probably <laughs> one of the best made rifle, you know, like right. enduring rifles ever created by anyone you know what was the joke about miguel kalishnikov you know, he passed away here a couple years ago oh, yeah. and i think the joke was they dug him up three three days later and put him back <laughs> to work Still worked. <laughs> <laughs> the 73 year old president won his second term of office in january in a tight runoff emerging with 52 percent of the vote and beating his pro-eu rival mr zeman meanwhile supports his country's membership of both the eu and nato but with reservations, he opposes sanctions imposed by the EU against Russia and is critical of the EU system for distributing migrants among other member states. Hmm. Uh, and that concludes the giant underwear burning conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Not the smartest move, in my opinion, but still funny. I'm glad he did it because yeah. it gives us... Something Some, to talk about. Something to talk about on the show. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I know we're huge in the Czech Republic. <laughs> we're huge. I don't know if you've seen the demographics, but they love us over there. So I uh, just want to shout out to you, President. Thank yeah. you for burning. We might underwear. even have double digits now yeah. in the Czech Republic. That's right. Maybe so. Um, our next story here comes from CNN, and it kind of flies in the face of my theory, but I'll get into my theory here later. Mm-hmm. Um, IQ scores are falling and have been for decades, a new study finds. IQ scores have been steadily falling for the past few decades, and environmental factors are to blame, a new study says. The research uh, shows that genes aren't what's driving the decline in IQ scores. Norwegian researchers analyzed the IQ scores of Norwegian men born between 1962 and 1991 and found that scores increased by almost three percentage point three percentage points each decade for those born between 62 and 75, mm-hmm. but then saw a steady decline among those born after 1975. Well, I was born in 1976. <laughs> Makes me feel real good. Um, Similar studies in Denmark, Britain, France, the Netherlands, Finland, and Estonia have demonstrated a similar downward trend in IQ scores. Um, the, the cause in IQ increases over time, and now the decline is due to environmental factors, the researchers say. Um, it's not that dumb people are having more kids than smart people, put it crudely. It's something to do with the environment because we're seeing the same differences within families. 
These environmental factors could include changes in education system and media environment, nutrition, reading less, and being online more. The earlier rise in IQ scores follows the Flynn effect, if uh, you're not familiar with the Flynn effect, but it's it's a term for the long-term increase in intelligence levels that occurred during the 20th century. Mm Mm-hmm. Arguably the result of better access to education, according to Stuart Ritchie, a postdoctoral fellow in cognitive aging at the University of Edinburgh. Um, His research explores IQ scores and intelligence, um, and he was not involved in the study. Mm -hmm. Um, Researchers have long preferred to use genes to explain variations in intelligence over environmental factors, but this uh, new study is kind of turning that on its head. Intelligence is heritable, and for a long time, researchers assumed that people with high IQ scores would have kids who also scored above average. Moreover, it was thought that people with lower scores would have more kids than people with high IQ scores, which would contribute to a decline in IQ scores over time and dumbing down of the general population. Anyone who has seen the film Idiocracy, have you seen I have seen Idiocracy. (laughs) uh, Might be familiar with these ideas. Brondos got what plants need. <laughs> in the uh, scientific community, the idea of unintelligent parents having more kids and dumbing down the population is known as the dysgenic fertility theory, according to Ritchie. The main exciting finding is that there was a decline in IQ over, that went across all families. The interesting thing about this paper is that they were showed the difference in IQ scores within the same families. The study not only showed IQ variance between children of the same parents, but because the authors had the IQ scores of various parents, it demonstrated that parents with higher IQs tended to have more kids, ruling out the dysgenic fertility theory as a driver of failing IQ scores. So I, going into this, was of the opinion that smarter people needed to have more kids. Right. Okay. And I've got into this because I rode from Starkville, Mississippi to Tuscaloosa, Alabama and mm-hmm. watched a car it was a Ford Explorer right in the left lane the entire <laughs> way over there. And people had to go around it. And my school, I, was, I wasn't going as fast. It was maybe doing like 70. I was doing probably 65. Mm-hmm. So I could see it the whole trip and saw how frustrated people got. And I was like <laughs> in my mind going, we need to take that person out of the gene pool before <laughs> they pass their genes along. And then we have another generation of people who were driving in the left lane and <laughs> clog traffic up for people, you know? Right. Um, but apparently I'm wrong, but I'm still for smart people having kids, you know, just, (laughs) just on the surface level. So Mm -hmm. if you smart people out there who are listening, um, go have a baby, you know, go make a baby, (laughs) preferably with your partner (laughs) in a committed, you know, monogamous relationship. Yes. I feel like that's probably the best plan for everybody. And, uh, I've had three and that's all I can do. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I can't do anymore, y'all. Uh, <laughs> medically, I can't do yeah. anymore. Which really, I thought medically after two, I was done. But then we have one more. So you didn't take a deposit down to the bank before you. Well, no. <laughs> cut off the water. Uh, also, <laughs> I didn't go back and get checked to make sure that it all worked, and that's why we have Libby. <laughs> you know, I don't know right. if you're familiar with that story. No, I remember that story. Yeah, for those in our audience, yes, <laughs> I had. A procedure that would prevent us from having more kids. We had, my middle son has very complex congenital heart defects. Mm -hmm. And so we thought, you know, maybe in the best interest of maybe not having any more people in our family because we have to care for Hudson. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we didn't want to have chance that happening again to another child. And you know what? I (laughs) 
So I got the stuff done, and we were like, uh, they said, you know, I'd come back in a few weeks. We need to need to do a sample study and make sure everything worked. Well, Deidre and I were like, what's the worst that's going to happen? We're having another baby? <laughs> and sure enough, we did. <laughs> no, I'll never forget her calling me. I was, I was driving down 15th Street. I was taking a delivery, and then I was going home at the end of the day. Yeah. And the delivery was to Gilda's Day Spa. This is before the tornado took it off. So I remember people that. in Tuscaloosa may know where that is. I think there's a barbecue joint there. Mm-hmm. And I, as I'm driving, the phone rings, and Deidre, who had been feeling sick for a few weeks, went to the doctor, and Uh-oh. she was like, hey, guess what? Um, we're pregnant. And I was like, is Jesus the daddy? <laughs> you know, like, is this, are you giving birth to the next savior? <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, it floored me. And I got out in Javier Arenas, who was a defensive back and yeah. punt returner for Alabama, was coming out of Gildas. Normally I would have been are like. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Normally I would have been like, Javi, man, I think you're awesome. Can I get you your know? autograph? Yeah, let me shake your hand. I'm not Can autograph. I'm not an autograph or a picture guy. Like, let me just shake your hand. You yeah. Know? And uh, and I looked at him and I said, I, I'm about to have another kid. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Who's this white guy just rolled up here <laughs> with a roly poly bag in his hand, telling me he's about to have a kid? And then I went inside, made the delivery, and went home. Yeah, it blew my mind. By that the way. is hilarious. Yeah. So Javier Arenas was. I think the first person outside of our family to know <laughs> we were having another baby after I'd had a vasectomy. So, but yeah, so. that is hilarious. I still sometimes when when Libby messes up or something, I look at Dieter and I'm like, whoever her real daddy is <laughs> you know, needs to come get this kid. <laughs> okay, now I didn't hear this story from you. I heard this story from my brother-in-law. Uh-huh. But what was the thing about the guitar? I don't want to take your story away. But do you remember this? But that with the guitar. My brother-in-law told me that at the time, you had been wanting to get like a guitar. Yes. But y'all couldn't afford it financially. It just wasn't wise use right. of, of, you know, your resources. Funds, yeah. But then when Deidre told you that she was pregnant. Yeah, I think I, that's when I got he mine. See, he said that your first thought was, is it mine? Yes. And if it's not mine, I am I'm so totally, getting yes. a new guitar. That's right. Yeah, I'm totally getting a new guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because... Before we had Thomas, I bought a guitar, like a nice hollow body guitar. Right. Um, because I was like, we're about to be out of money. And yeah, So yeah. over time, there have been several guitars that I like really wanted, mm-hmm. but I was like, well, I don't need to waste money on it right. or whatever. But yeah. But then the Lord blessed me with a really nice <laughs> Eric Johnson signature Strat that Sweet. I bought for probably, I mean, it was way less than what it was worth. Mm-hmm. And that's what I play today still. You awesome. Know? Which I rarely ever play anymore because I have three kids. And a podcast. (laughs) And a podcast and a full-time job and a wife and all kind of other stuff. Deacon at church. Deacon, yeah. That probably takes some time. Takes a little bit of time, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Hudson's about to get fired up in Boy Scouts. I'll be doing all that too. Man. Yeah, hey, you know, that's just what it's like. I would rather do all that. A man of many hats. That's right, yeah. (laughs) I'll get out. I'll rock again one day after I retire, you know. All your kids are in high school and they don't want to hang out with you anymore. Yeah. Which sometimes they ask me to play with a praise band here, yeah. but I'm like, nobody, you know, they don't see an old man up there. Like how? I mean, you know how like cool. Well, maybe they're maybe they're trying to get the the elderly in our church on their side. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you get up and play, that'll right. maybe sway some of their. Well, you know opinions. how like cool they look, and like Brandon's got his little man bun or whatever's going on. With all due respect to Brandon, I don't think that hair is that cool. <laughs> But it's his, not mine. That's right. He probably doesn't listen <laughs> Good to Good for anyway. you. 
<laughs> but, but you know, they all look really cool, and they got their jeans and their flannel shirt. And they're like, "Well, if I'm standing up there, they got those slacks. <laughs> they, got, they got those pre-ripped jeans yeah, that you right. buy from the store. Yeah, it's not worn. They just already got holes in them. Yeah. yeah, like how out of place would I look if I'm just standing up there <laughs> with them? Which I've only ever played like blues and rock and roll too. I don't right. even have an echo pedal, which every like worship band needs or anything. <laughs> so I would just be up there like playing ACDC riffs during Good Good Father or whatever. Uh, I don't know if I'm the guy for them. I keep Maybe you can though. play that uh, that Friday night show. I keep That's trying right. to talk them into. Yes, you know, I keep trying to talk, talk them into like a Friday night contemporary service. But I don't, you know, I, I, I really... I don't listen to contemporary worship music. You know, shocker for everybody out <laughs> yeah. there that there's a Baptist who's under fifty who doesn't <laughs> listen to contemporary. I don't. I don't. It don't enjoy it. You right. Know? Um, it's just not my thing. Yeah, I I, like I, I'm the same way. Yeah, I, w- I would rather my rock and roll be rock and roll and my church music be church music. Don't be blurring the lines <laughs> on me. I can't. My brain can't take it. You know. Right. Well, there's not a lot of contemporary that is really rocking. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm. Right. That's what I'm getting. You at. got like skillet. And, yeah, there's a few. Yeah, there's but, a few, but not stuff you hear on Sunday mornings. No, no, no they're not playing skillet I mean, covers. I mean, we're trying to we're trying to work in. Uh, we're trying to work in. My chains are gone. That's it. Yeah. That's that's difficult enough. Yeah. Right. Yes. I'm trying yeah. to work in. My chains are gone. But I, I'm a Baptist hymnal guy. I yeah. always. I think I always will be. I love it. You know. I love mm-hmm. those hymns. All that's secondary you know right. what i enjoy at church is secondary to what everyone else enjoys i'm i'm fine doing whatever, absolutely you know but uh because we're there but, to, to praise the lord right. not to get something right for yeah ourself. not to enjoy exactly yeah, whatever they're you know i'm there to worship we're there to glorify god exactly not in not enjoy ourselves at a concert yeah, right which it's, i think a lot of people today I mean, kind of get that confused point. yeah we probably just made a lot of people mad at our church <laughs> <laughs> But we weren't talking about you. We're talking about everybody else at other churches. But yeah, so I'm not there to yeah entertain myself. I'm there to worship right. and, and listen to the sermon and try to learn and and you know grow as a Christian. Right. right. But uh, so but yeah, I would be so out of place <laughs> up on stage. I mean, so out of place that you know, like, hey, you guys know any Grateful Dead tunes, you know, like or whatever. I, I would love to see you up there. No, and you're, you're you're playing, and then all of a sudden you just like step forward and you push everybody else out of the way, and you just <laughs> go into this like this mad guitar <laughs> solo, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all just standing back like they don't know what to do. <laughs> like take up half the service, you know, like on some like extended jam solo, and then just be like, "Hey, if you can't run with the big dogs, you better stay on the porch." <laughs> I crank up my hand, like feeding back and everything. Like all the older people are like twisting their hearing aids and stuff. turning them down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's not for me. I don't know how we got from IQ all the way there, but I'm glad we did. I was about to say. That was that was great. Yes, right. we might have to cut out a story for that, but it was yeah. worth it. Yeah. Bottom line, I'm not going to be in the worship band, <laughs> and I have an Eric Johnson signature strat that I love. I really do. All right. Our next story is Tokyo police handed over a man's body to the wrong family after an identity mix-up. What? I'm yes. surprised. The Asians are normally on. You know, they're like very orderly. I've that seems like. 
That seems like an American mistake. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they may have hired an American guy to work at the police department. Maybe. Police handed over a man's body found in a river where about a year ago to the wrong family after a woman and her relatives mistakenly identified the body as their missing kin. Tokyo police revealed this on June 12th. The mix-up surfaced after the missing man returned home early last month. So they all think he's dead, and then he just walks back in like, hey, guys. That's wild. Hey, guys. Now you miss me? (laughs) The Metropolitan Police Department, or MPD, subsequently managed to identify the body and apologize to the deceased man's relatives for the mistake. An MPD official was apologetic about the mix-up. The incident is extremely regrettable. We're determined to prevent a reoccurrence. And Tomaki Yahara, a senior officer at the MPD, according to the MPD, the body was found in the Edo River in the capital's Kasushisha Ward at around 7.30 (laughs) a.m. on June 21, 2017. Investigators at the forces Kamiari police station that handled the case confirmed that the man had drowned. No articles showing his identity were found. The MPD examined the missing person's reports submitted to the police station under its jurisdiction and suspected the body might be that of a man in his 40s from Masudo Shiba Prefecture. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) After the wife of the Masudo man and two of their relatives examined the body and claimed that it was their kin, police handed over the body to the family. However, the missing husband suddenly came home in early May. So I guess he was just off doing his thing. They thought he was dead, and then he shows up. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. He's hanging out, <laughs> rolling around like a stray cat. I wonder if the if the family was like, you're dead to us. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Hey, uh, we already turned your room into like a workout area. Are you really going to need that back? Or can you just... Chill on the couch for a while. We bought you a small plot of land down <laughs> the road. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's your place where you can go stay. The MPD subsequently found that a missing persons report of a Tokyo man in his 30s had been submitted to the forest on the day in the, that the body was found. The MPD confirmed that the body is that of the missing man after the fingerprints of the body matched his. Hmm. Did they not? Yeah, I think they like, that's got to be step one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you need to get to that earlier in the process. Or like a DNA test. They could have yeah. swabbed Dental the family records. and then got, you know, swabbed the the, yeah. the, the deceased yes. and then, you know, check that. Match that up. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, I guess if you've got his family there saying that it's him, yeah. I guess maybe you're just not thinking, okay, we don't need to spend the money on this. It's just not worth the resources. Well, maybe, maybe like, you know, Papa left or whatever. <laughs> we got a body. Let's stick him in the ground. Let's get our li- let's get his life insurance money. <laughs> yeah. And then forget this dude who's probably out with his girl, new girl or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, Kamari Police Station is set to hand over the remains of the man to his breed family. So they're going to give him <laughs> to his actual family. Hey, sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> How's that phone call go? Hey, we found him. We actually found yeah. him a year ago. <laughs> hey, um, hey, uh, let's, I just want to touch base with you. We found your husband. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we just, we're going to get him back to you now. It's going to be a little dusty. <laughs> <At him. laughs> He's been in the ground for a little bit. Hey, good news. We've already taken care of all funeral arrangements. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> really, all, we, we, we just need to make a slight correction on the headstone, and everything's good to go, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, just come on over. 
Uh, we that's a service to you. <laughs> we did that for you. Yeah. <laughs> How do you sell that to the person? Which I know I know that the story said that the man came back home to his family. Yeah. But if the police station had had called him up, I wonder. Can you imagine that phone conversation? Be like, okay, good news, bad news here. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, right. good news. The your your dad's still alive. Yeah. Bad news. Uh, uh, we've yeah, we've we, we're gonna need to get that body back. <laughs> yes. You know? Um, be, send some guys over with a couple of shovels later on <laughs> and just uh, let y'all know if you want to go and get any flower arrangements you got out there from the decoration day or whatever. <laughs> you know? Do they have decoration days in Japan? Probably not. They're not know. a big Christian country. No. I don't know if they have decoration days outside of the South. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. We had a preacher call them grave stompings once. <laughs> grave stompings. Yeah, you go around that the graveyard. That sounds like such a southern thing. It does. You go around and <laughs> go to the graveyard and put new flowers yeah, on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, You know, there's a grave stomping. So <laughs> if you ever hear my mom refer to a grave stomping, she's talking about decoration days. Yeah, so. she, it's actually the, you might think it's disrespectful, but it's the opposite yeah, of that, right. actually. Well, great. I've always thought grave stompers would be a good band name. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Tiny Sullivan and the Grave Stompers. That's a great name. <laughs> that is name. a great name. Yeah. That's a great Baptist uh, oh, praise yeah. band name. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when I start my new praise band. <laughs> yes. John Long and the Grave Stompers be performing at worship services. I can play the tambourine. <laughs> okay. All right. There we go. <laughs> That's all I can play. Yeah. Casey plays. Casey Dunaway plays the guitar, too. Yeah, so. yeah. He's a bluegrass guy. So he is. We have to mold some styles. <laughs> yeah. But we, we get it together. I'm not doing it, by the <laughs> All right, next up from foxnews.com, the only real news service, according to President Trump. Um, <laughs> woman didn't realize meaningful neck tattoo is oddly similar similar, similar to Toronto Blue Jays logo. Um, a Boston woman got a sentimental tattoo that reminded her of her childhood, but in an unlikely coincidence, it turned out to look a lot like the Toronto Blue Jays logo. Amanda Fisk, who's 25, got the ink on her neck about a year ago. She told Vice, uh, the news agency Vice, that the tattoo combined two things she loves, which reminded her of growing up in the suburbs outside of Boston. A blue jay in honor of the ones that would eat from the bird feeder in her parents' yard and a red maple leaf because she loves when the fall uh, colors change in New England. <laughs> Um, How which, do you accidentally stumble into this? Which I mean, it's a it's a you know nice little. It's tattoo. a beautiful yeah, tattoo. Nice. I'm not a tattoo guy. I don't have any tattoos, but I mean that looks nice. I probably, I've got a couple tattoos. I don't yeah. have the money to be like a you super know, a hardcore tattoo. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've got this one. Oh, it's just an armband. Yeah, and then I've got a, a cross slash shepherd staff on okay. this arm. So I didn't even know. I, <laughs> I didn't even know. I'll refrain from making fun of people with tattoos around. Hey, you know, that's cool. I'm that's just cool. kidding. <laughs> Um, but I tell you what, I do see that tattoo, and I think, wow, she must really be a Toronto Blue Jays fan. She loves man. the Blue Jays, okay? <laughs> um, but what she didn't immediately realize is that her beloved tattoo closely resembles the logo for the Blue Jays, the Canadian baseball team. Yeah, which probably most everybody listening to this is familiar. Yeah, you know? right, yes. You don't yeah. have to be a baseball fan to know that there's a Toronto Blue Jays. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, um, not being much as a sports fan, Fist didn't think anything about it, but she decided to jokingly post about it on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Twitter. Okay, my neck is literally the Toronto Blue Jays logo. <laughs> she wrote on Twitter along with an image of the logo. 
Um, Fist soon forgot about the similarity until Cubs fan Jay Teagues tweeted side-by-side photos of her tattoo and the Blue Jay logo (laughs) Saturday, writing that it was the funniest thing he had seen all day. His tweet quickly went viral, receiving nearly 14,000 likes and 3,000 retweets by Tuesday morning. Unfortunately, Fisk has been facing a lot of backlash for the tattoo, uh, probably from like Montreal Expos fans <laughs> who are mad they don't have a team anymore, uh, along with all of her other ink, which covers a majority of her body. Um, here's a quote from her. This isn't exactly the legacy I was hoping for at all, but it's definitely funny. I'm not into sports at all, so to have baseball Twitter and sports Twitter come at me is funny. (laughs) It's definitely interesting. Some people love it. Some people hate it. It's funny to scroll through everything. Uh, It's mainly just Blue Jays fans talking uh, mess. Let me edit that real quick. They're talking mess. Right, right, right. (laughs) And So she wrote on Twitter that despite the backlash, she loves her Blue Jays tattoo and considers it her favorite thing on her body. Um, the whole thing has gotten out of control, and I don't want to get rid of it or cover it up. I don't regret it at all. So she's just owning it, which she said, also, don't assume I hate my tattoo artist. He's one of the funniest people I know, which he may have did it on purpose. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking, like, did he, as he's doing this tattoo, is, is it not in his head that, hey, this is. She may have went to him or like, all right, you know, hey, I'm thinking something like a blue jay and a red leaf. And so he just and he's Googles. Like, I got it. He, he like Googles <laughs> and comes up with a, the Blue Jays logo. And he's like, hey, what the, you like baseball? And she's like, no, nah, I don't care about sports. And he's like, okay, let me just roll along here with this then. I'm thinking she'd probably never know any better. Which I'll say the, the tattoo, it's not exactly the Blue Jays logo. No, it's like a classier. It's way better. Yeah. If I was the Blue Jays, I'd be like, okay, how much, how much is it going to cost us to just go ahead and adopt this as right. our new logo? Because it's what gorgeous. If, what if they came out with that on their hats, you know, like next week? <laughs> yes. You know, this is like a joke and invited her to throw out the opening pitch and everything. That's, I that's, mean, this is like a PR. That should happen. Yeah, it right. should happen. They should, like, she should be like an honorary Blue Jay for Frankly, the Frankly, if I was a Blue Jays fan, I would rather have this right here on my hat than the actual logo. <laughs> I don't know. I like their logo. It's it's, it's a good traditional logo. It but is, but man, I like I like her neck tattoo better. <laughs> I'm an Expos guy myself. <laughs> but yeah. So the Blue Jays who, um, let's see, did the Braves play the Blue Jays in the World Series one year? I think they did. Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe. I'm not I sure. Remember. I don't remember either. I don't uh, watch I it. Know I can watch baseball if I'm at a game, but it's hard for me to watch it on TV. I it used to it watch, needs a play clock. I used to opinion. watch. They're working on that. They're, they're starting in major leagues. They have a pitch clock. By, or in the minor leagues, they have a pitch Good. clock. Because um, they need one. I, I don't know if it's made it to majors yet. Because since I got married, I, I don't, I'm not allowed to watch baseball anymore. <laughs> right. So, you just can't. Tie up the TV for like three hours <laughs> right. anymore, so I don't get to watch a lot of baseball. Which down here in the South, you can absolutely do that for a college football game. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's all day required. on Saturday. Yeah, it's well, required. And that's the deal I have with my family. Like for all a year, you can watch what you want to watch on TV. I will never sit down and be like, "Hey, you know what? It my can show's be cartoons. On. Yeah, anything. Finding Bigfoot. Whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> watch it. Dancing with the Stars. Bachelor. Bachelor. Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> you know, whatever you want to watch. Fine with me. Football season, 
college football season Saturday. Saturday. If I'm at home, I get to watch yeah. football. And that's it. And, hey, there's still one more TV. Y'all can fight over that one. But I'm watching You have an app, iPad. Yeah, you do whatever you, can you want to. watch what you want to yeah. online. But I gave y'all, you know, what, probably 49 other weeks uh, <laughs> right. to watch whatever TV you wanted to. So I'm just asking for 13 Saturdays, really probably 15 Saturdays out of the whole year. Yeah, because you got those, bowl season coming up, right? And you got all that, but yeah. and of those, I'll be, uh, I'll be working some too. So it's not even going to be that many. Mm-hmm. So you know, I feel like it's a good deal for them, a good deal for me. Right. That's, that's really the only thing I care about watching on TV, anyways. So, oh, yeah. I'm not. I don't do a whole lot of TV watching. And to be to be honest, and I know this is just our culture down here. But uh, if I go into somebody's house on a Saturday and they don't have football on, yeah, it just makes me feel yeah. kind of awkward, to tell you the truth. Also, it bothers me, too, if I go into somebody's house around here and there's an SEC game on and they're watching like a Pac-12 game. You know, <laughs> yes. I'm like, why are you watching Oregon and Stanford play? I mean, I can understand it if Oregon and Stanford are like, you yeah, know, top in the, five teams, yeah, yeah, or are in right. the hunt to yeah. go to the playoffs. Yeah, but if you're just watching but a if random, it's just some, yeah. yeah, Oregon and Stanford probably aren't the best If it's like Oregon pick. and Western Kentucky, yeah, I would right. rather watch Kentucky, Kentucky yeah, and, right. you know, and Mississippi State, exactly. Or whoever, exactly. You know? yeah. Even if both of them are like you know nowhere near the top ten, you know. Right. Yes, I agree. It, but I'm saying it really does bother me. You know. People oh yeah, me like, too. Oh, I'm watching Northwestern and Purdue, and I'm like, why? You know, like, yeah, it makes like you wanna, Ole Miss and Vanderbilt's <laughs> playing. Watch that. It makes game. you want to kick them out of their own house. Yeah. Right. And be yeah. like, what's wrong with are you? Are you Southern? Do you, you probably <laughs> don't even have sweet tea in your fridge? You know, like yes. poser. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, you probably even eat gravy on your biscuits. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It bothers me. Oh, well. out a quick little warning it's kind of gross so you might want to skip this one you might not we don't know if it's true but there's a guy on reddit and yes. he's probably not the first one he's claiming that uh he has served his severed foot to his friends okay in tacos all right <laughs> all right <laughs> headline bloke serves pals tacos from his amputated foot <laughs> quote it was chewy it was chewy <laughs> yeah. Isn't there a rest, Mexican restaurant there in town is. called Chewy's? <laughs> I'm never going to eat another taco at Chewy's again. Never. <laughs> <laughs> a man has claimed he severed his amputated foot in he. Oh, start over. A man has claimed he severed his amputated foot in a. I messed it up again. Let me go ahead and write that down. Thirty-nine. Third time's a charm. I'm going to get it this time. <laughs> All right. A man has claimed he served his amputated foot in a taco. People are freaking out. (laughs) 
He said that he was in a motorcycle accident two years ago that resulted in a gruesome compound fracture in his left foot. It was so bad that he would never be able to walk on it again. And so, he elected to have his foot amputated, but it was... But what happened next has people freaking out. He asked the doctors to keep it. The mystery man in a viral post on Reddit uh, wrote, I signed some papers. I got it back with the help of some friends. Cooked a portion of the... Oh, and here we go. The Tibalius anterior. Okay. That's some... That's foot. part of your foot, I guess. That's <laughs> some muscle in your foot. Yeah. The man had originally wanted to use the foot <laughs> as a lamp or a doorstop. Okay. Yeah. I can I can get <laughs> I on board with that. that. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. That would be a hilarious lamp. Yeah, no, that's a good like bookie in, <laughs> yes. you know, or something. <laughs> but three weeks after the accident, the anonymous man invited ten of his most open minded friends to a very special meal. So they knew what they were getting into, maybe. I guess so. Did he do it with Cajun Curl? Like a nice little rub with some Cajun Curl spice? If he didn't, he needs to. Yeah, it would have been tasty. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have been as chewy either. Probably not. Uh, the meal consisted of apple strudel, quiche puff pastries, fruit tarts, and chocolate cake. They sipped on gin lemonade punches and mimosas, and their main course consisted of fajita tacos made from the severed foot. Oh. Oh, uh, man. Well. That's disgusting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. I'm intrigued. <laughs> when asked how it tasted, he replied, this particular cut of foot was super beefy. <laughs> it had a very pronounced beefy flavor to it. The muscle I cut was tough and chewy. It tasted good. Thousands of users were quick to express their horror. One simply wrote, OMG, I'm sure you probably got like, you know, two yeah. or 300,000 OMGs yeah. on there. Oh, yeah. Another said, I wish I could unread this. Uh, speaking this week, the man said eating his own foot challenged the way he feels about cannibalism. So I, maybe he didn't like it before, but now that he's actually tried it, he's like, you yeah, know, not so bad. <laughs> he added, it has a stigma. It's associated with cultures that aren't perceived as civilized or situations where people are forced into it to survive. They see it as barbaric, so they wonder why I would go out and do it on a whim. Huh. But people, Me too, actually. I do wonder <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I wonder that as well. But people eat the placenta after a child is born, and that's cannibalism, so I don't see any other way around it. I agree with him there, yeah. and I would like to say that that's why we didn't eat the placenta when yeah. my kids were born. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think you can ethically be a cannibal in certain situations. I don't have some hunger to go hunt people down and gnaw off their faces. Well, that's what he says now. Right. Well, once you get a little taste. <laughs> I say, you just wait till the, the, the blood hunger kicks in. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll say he missed an opportunity to do like biscuits and toe jam. You know, <laughs> that would have been a good one. Yeah. Um, and also, I, I'm I'm not saying I would ever eat anybody outside of like, you know, we're stranded in the Andes <laughs> when our plane goes down right. to soccer on our way to a soccer match or something. But, um, if the opportunity came up and they were like, well, this is, came from the foot, I'd be like, well, no. They, I'm going to need like some tenderloin or like yeah. a back strap or, or something. Like, yeah, yeah, get a rump roast <laughs> going. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want to get the in foot, on the foot. That's the worst piece. Yeah, right. I mean, that's like the lowest grade you could probably get. Yeah. You can get pig feet for like that's by right. the pound for right. like little or nothing. Yes, you can get eat pickles pig feet and barbecue pig feet. Yeah. yeah. You ever had pig feet? 
Is no, I don't think I have. I've had some that were grilled before. It mm-hmm. wasn't so bad, but I didn't get down to like right. the hoof part. You know, like where the nail oh, was yeah. and all that. It's still not the best cut of yeah. meat. I feel like it was like an ankle. Is the part I was eating on? Yeah. Which brisket? That's actually one of the worst cuts of mm-hmm. beef too. But yes. if you do it right, yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, for the butcher shop. Back to cannibalism. Back to cannibalism. This was one experience where I had the chance to do something unique in a healthy and ethical manner. I did it, and it was fun, and it was cool. Yeah. Don't know if I agree I, with that. I would say fun and cool. <laughs> I don't think it's yeah. so cool. Interesting, maybe. Uh, I have a great story. What I did was technically not illegal. I didn't sell it. I, I didn't give it to people without their consent. It was mine. So I'm glad that this guy has uh, 10 psychopathic friends. He was able to ride over and eat his foot. Yes. And uh, as long as, I suppose as long as they're not out there, if they don't turn into like a bloodthirsty cult. Right. But I worry. Have you? I worry that they've they've got the taste of blood now. Have you ever watched the show uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I need to watch that show. I have been, I've been told by a lot of different people that the humor is very deep. And it's yes. you got to get into it, but it's great. A lot of lot of lot of dirty words. Okay, a lot of uh, topics that you wouldn't bring up in Sunday school either. But there's an episode where they think they've eaten human. A couple of characters do, <laughs> yeah. And then they're like craving, you know, human flesh now. You know? <laughs> and so they're like, turning ravenous. They like make a shady deal with a guy at the morgue and anything. Anyways, uh, the show <laughs> as on a comedy level is yes. really, really brilliant. But yeah. like like most things, it could do without a lot of the extra curricular stuff and it would still be just as brilliant but right right like danny devito's in it so mm-hmm. you know i mean that dude's he's been an actor for forever and he's he's his character is so <laughs> so great in it but anyways i i i uh i like that show but that that, that made me think of that episode yeah. because they're like craving it and they're like walking down the street and they're like oh i want to eat that guy i want to eat that guy so bad right now you know <laughs> Um, but moving on from cannibalism to cannabis, <laughs> uh, why Dennis Rodman promoted potcoin at a North Korean summit? Uh, North the North Korean summit this week with U.S. President Donald Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong Un had an extra visitor hyping up a marijuana focused cryptocurrency. Which still keep your eye out for odd coin, <laughs> yeah. our cryptocurrency. <laughs> Reti- you know, I, since we've joined the network, uh, I'm I'm making some techie friends. Maybe one of them can yeah, help, help us me out. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, retired pro basketball player Dennis Rodman arrived in Singapore on June 11th wearing a T-shirt to rep the virtual currency Potcoin. Um, so, are you familiar with Potcoin? I am. Here recently, funny enough, I, I came across this when I was actually doing research how to start a <laughs> for, cryptocurrency. For our cryptocurrency, <laughs> for, yes. yeah, for our, for our show. Uh, but anyway, yeah, there was something like, I think the top 15 most useless crypto, or maybe it was most hilarious cryptocurrencies. Yeah. And there's a bunch of them. Oh, One yeah. of them happens to be Potcoin. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was started, uh, through GitHub in 2014 by three entrepreneurs in Montreal who may be soon getting a Blue Jay tattoo. <laughs> um, including Joel Yaffe and Nick Iverson, not to be confused with Alan Iverson, former NBA great as well, um, at, a pro, pro, at appropriately 4.20 p.m. 
Its website describes the coin as a banking solution for the 100 billion global legal marijuana industry. Its trade volume over the last 24 hours has reached (laughs) 1.1 million. It's not the only coin dedicated to marijuana, though. There's also dope coin, (laughs) dope coin, hemp coin. A cannabis coin and a host of other smaller cryptos. Is there not a weed coin? You think be. that would be the first yeah. one? <laughs> I think that would be like the first one you do. Yeah. Uh, Robin announced on his last his trip on Twitter saying he was going to give whatever support is needed to my friends um, Donald Trump and Kim Jong Un. Robin also supported Trump by wearing a "Make America Great Again" hat along with a green pot coin shirt. Um, this is the second time Robin has traveled to North Korea with the sponsorship of Potcoin. The digital coin stepped in as Robin's sponsor beginning last year, saying, We believe in Dennis Robin's mission to bring peace to the world. The cryptocurrency backed his June 2017 trip to North Korea, and as part of the ar- arrangement, Robin wore Potcoin merch, including a t shirt and hat. The resulting exposure gave a temporary 60% bump to the coin's mm-hmm. value, boosting it around 17 U- U.S. cents. It then fell 23% in value. I actually saw a uh, internet video that they made before he took that very first trip. Yeah, where you know Dennis Rodman, he's talking about you know trying to you know heal relations between America right. and North Korea, and he's got his pot coin shirt on. And there's, like, these other two dudes who are just wearing, like, jeans and T-shirt. You know, they're, like, the ones who started it, I guess, right, and yeah. they're talking with him. Uh, and it's, with and the whole thing is, like, shot on a cell phone in a hotel room somewhere, <laughs> you know. And you just you hear these stories about guys taking $10,000 and laying it down on a 10-to-1 shot at yeah, a horse track. That's right. Man, you talk about, that's what you the, talk about yeah. laying your money on a 10-to-1 shot on Dennis yeah. Rodman. But, and hitting it big. Yeah, when he gets on CNN and he's got the pot coin logo showing <laughs> with his Make America Great Again hat, I mean, that's when you're like, boom, I'm selling all this off in the next 24 hours. What 10 to 1 shot can Earth Oddity put on to maybe get get, <laughs> I don't know. get some exposure? Maybe we need to pay, we get our odd coin up and running, and we pay for Robin's next trip over there, and he wears an odd coin, unless he signs some kind of agreement. I, I bet you, especially now, I bet the pot coin dudes have yeah. him locked up. We might, I wonder if Allen Iverson would get involved. I love Allen Iverson, one of my favorite basketball players, Are there any, like, too. disgraced celebrities? Oh, there's know, plenty of that, disgraced celebrities. That's true. Plenty. Um, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, I what if during his trial he had like odd <laughs> coin? <laughs> Two Southern Baptist podcasters <laughs> threw their backing behind sex offender Harvey Weinstein. I'm having trouble thinking of a worse situation. Now, to be in. But I mean, any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can maybe we can try to do something with Carrot Top. Oh, yeah. So okay. when Carrot yeah. Top tries to heal relations between America and Russia yeah. or something. Carrot Top's a big widespread panic fan, which I've been to probably <laughs> yeah. thirty five widespread panic shows in my life. So that's I might the, bump into him sometimes. That's the celebrity yeah. endorsement we need to get. That's Carrot right. Top. Here you go, Carrot Top. Who's yeah. like is he still buff? I know he was on yeah, oh, yeah. he was he's on the like, juice for a while. Yeah, he's like super ripped up last I saw. <laughs> yeah. I don't keep up with Carrot Top like I should though. <laughs> Nobody does, which Maybe yeah. why we can get him to wear a shirt. 
Not hey, that uh, we have shirts, but maybe right. one day. One day, right. <laughs> yeah. um, Sean Perez, who's a PotCoin spokesman, said that we at PotCoin definitely believe that Dennis Robin deserves the Nobel Peace Prize jointly with President Trump and Marshal Kim Jong-un. <laughs> so uh, they're pushing for him to get his Peace Prize. Now, Robin... If Robin gets a Peace Prize and wears a PotCoin shirt to accept, to accept it. it, that's beautiful. <laughs> um, Robin here says, uh, my mission is to break the ice between hostile countries. Why it's been left to me to smooth things over, I don't know. Dennis Robin, of all people. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> keeping keeping us safe is really not my job. It's the black guy's job. <laughs> He's talking about Obama. So this is a quote from 2013. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you this. If I don't finish in the top three for the next Nobel Peace Prize, something's seriously wrong. <laughs> uh, so I feel like, you know, now he's going to be able to get a shot at winning it. You know, yeah, and yeah. I'm all for it. I, I love Dennis Rodman. <laughs> I love the way he played basketball. He was great. Now, you know, people I would, forget he would, like, spit on people and kick folks. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, like, kick, like, photographers on the baseline and everything. Yeah. He was pretty wild. He went out with Madonna. for That was when he I was remember a that. I remember yeah. that. When he was a spur, my basketball team, my favorite basketball team, he he dated Madonna during that period. You know, won a couple back to back championships with Detroit back when he was normal Dennis Rodman, mm-hmm. and then won some more when he was with the Bulls. I mean, the dude's he's an accomplished basketball. You player. know, I would just like to come out publicly for all the world to hear and say I'm sorry to Dennis Rodman because yeah. I was making fun of him back when he first started right. making trips over to North Korea. Right. And look who's right. And exactly. Yeah. And you know what? He son of a gun, he was on to something. If so Dennis think, Rodman yeah. I don't know you'll probably never hear this, but if you do, I'm sorry. I'm see, sorry for making fun of you. I can see Dennis downloading our podcast. <laughs> But if I was him, I would be on a whole big "I told you so" tour. He he on, deserves it. I mean, he like, deserves it. Oh yeah, you you remember? I remember what you wrote about me. You know, Mister New York Times guy. You yeah. were wrong. You know, I would just be pointing to everybody. Oh yeah, you remember that? You were like, wrong. How many? Uh, remind me. I'm sorry. Forgive my ignorance. How many Nobel Peace Prizes have you been nominated <laughs> right. for? Yeah. Oh wait, zero. <laughs> I have. And I imagine he'll be. I haven't done any research on this, but if he gets the Nobel Peace Prize, which I'm all for, you <laughs> yeah. know. Uh, that he would be the first NBA champion to ever hold a Nobel Peace Prize. And that's pretty awesome. <laughs> it you is. Know? It I really mean, is. What a big, you know, like if you're at a dinner party and some guy's, you know, like one up in every story you ever tell, he just sits there and goes, hey, um, I won, you know, I think he's won four NBA championships. Yeah. And uh, I also won a Nobel Peace Prize. So <laughs> shut up. You know, yeah. like, what have you done? Oh, you drove cross country or whatever. You yeah. know, you went rafting down the Okoe. Yeah, well, I got a Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, and four NBA rings as well. Yeah. So, and what, was, what, what was my Nobel Peace, Peace Prize for again? I oh, end, wait, I ended a war. Yeah, I ended a 60-year-old war. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh, just that. You know, no biggie. No biggie. Yeah, man. I mean, how how uh, this is just the times we live in. Our greatest diplomat at this point in time right. once wore an entire wedding dress with makeup in drag to a book signing. So that's where we're at. We have a we have a reality TV star as a president and a former drag queen who is our greatest diplomat. So yeah. welcome to America, 2018. What's next for Dennis Rodman? Well, sources say he's going to be working on uh, Jewish and Palestinian relations <laughs> next. <laughs> That'd be great. I don't know who's in charge of Palestine now. You know, it used to be Yasser Arafat, right? You know, 
But if it was Yasser Arafat, what if him and Robin are like hanging out next and week? Benjamin not Netanyahu. Yeah, yeah right. And he's got them all together. Out. Yeah, just you hanging know. out, shooting some hoops, smoking a doobie, smoking yeah. a doobie, <laughs> shooting some hoops. Yeah, maybe he'll go to Iran next. So. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we need to handle that problem. And then, really, I think we would have a pretty stable, stable world. Maybe want to get Pakistan involved. They got some nuclear yeah. capabilities now too. I think. But let's just send Robin to every <laughs> yes. place. But I feel like, you know, like Dennis Rodman, although he's like seven feet tall, and he's probably like six, six ten, six eleven. Yeah. And has like jewelry hanging out of every hole right. he have it. Yeah. He seems like he would be like a really relatable dude. He's very open, <laughs> yeah. you know, and he was like tell you, like, I'm crazy, I've had a lot of problems in my life, you know, I didn't get to raise my daughter that I wanted to because I'm crazy and every stuff. And so I feel like you would just be like disarmed, you know, like right. you wouldn't be hostile towards a guy like Dennis Rodman. Right. He seems like he could hang out with me and you and we'd probably get along and he could hang out with Kim, Kim Jong-un and they'd probably get along. He seems like that type of dude. So way to go, Worm. Hang out with <laughs> Donald Trump, get yeah, along. Yeah, hang out with Donald Trump and get along. Wow. <laughs> I mean, how, how awesome is that? I know. So, yeah. So, and he was on The Celebrity Apprentice, if you don't remember. I do remember, yeah. yeah. I didn't watch that because I'm not allowed to watch TV. But, yeah. I, <laughs> Except I during football happened. season. Except during football season, yeah. Well, and next story here. We're going to have to hurry this up. But uh, this is my last one. And this is the one I teased at the beginning of the show. Florida man had a bad reaction to meth, so he took it to the cops to press charges. <laughs> here we go. It might not have been the best idea this Florida man ever had. According to the Putnam County Sheriff's Office, Douglas Peter Kelly of Hawthorne in northern Florida contacted deputies on Tuesday with a complaint. He said he thought that he'd been sold bad drugs. Okay. <laughs> Which, if I'm, the, if I'm the police, I'm like, I thought all drugs were bad. <laughs> but anyway. The poli- uh, some drugs are awesome. Well, <laughs> <I mean. laughs> yeah. The police report on Facebook states that the man told deputies he'd purchased methamphetamine about a week earlier and had suffered a violent reaction after taking it. The suspect went to demand that the detectives in the narcotics division test it for him to see if it was cut with something or if he'd been sold something else. So he's pretty upset. I don't know how much he spent on this. Yeah, right. You know, it's like you don't want to buy a bad car. You You don't don't want to find out it was a lemon later. That's right. Yeah, you don't need any bunk, bunk drugs. <laughs> yes. If Kelly indeed sold the wrong narcotic, the suspect said he wanted to press charges against the dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Deputies told the 49-year-old to, hey, come on down to the station. Yeah, we'll check it out. And, uh, and we'll, we'll check it out yeah, for you. Exactly. Cool. So the report said Kelly drove to the sheriff's office and he handed the detectives a clear crystal-like substance wrapped in aluminum foil. The substance field-tested positive for methamphetamine, the okay. drug Kelly intended to purchase. Though Kelly could not rest easy knowing he bought the real deal, he was nonetheless arrested. <laughs> he was charged with drug possession, walked over to the Putnam County Jail, and held on $5,000 bond. Officers did not charge Kelly for the test. <laughs> Remember, our detectives are always ready to assist anyone who believes they were misled in their illegal drug purchase. There you go. Concluded the report with the title, Public Notice, if you believe you were sold bad drugs, we are offering a free service to test them for you. (laughs) (laughs) What was that we were talking about earlier about falling IQ points across the world? That's exactly right. There you go. Another example. Yeah, like I say, drugs, 
they did a lot of bad decisions, but basically turning yourself in was is not one that I would imagine it would come to. You know, don't you just yeah. go back to that guy and like, hey, bud, I think you sold me some bad stuff, you know? And then, well, the, depending on how powerful a drug dealer is, no, no, yeah. you don't. You just try to find another supplier. I guess that's that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, now he's in jail, knowing that he bought actual crystal meth. Yeah. Which crystal meth make you do some weird stuff. I don't know if a lot of our new listeners that we have are familiar with crystal meth <laughs> as much as we are here in the south. It's but big. It's big down yeah. here. Yeah, people do some really weird stuff on it. So. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and of course that's from Florida, where everything's weird anyway. So. <laughs> Let's talk about Cajun Curl Absolutely. first. Yeah, Cajun Curl, our sponsor. We love Cajun Curl. CajunCurl.com. You can pick it up there. Um, it's great spice. As the the slogan Tiny came up with, by the way, taste the spice, not the heat. That's right. It's not overpowering. Nope. It works well on any kind of meats that you have. Eggs, we scrambled some eggs with some um, not long ago. My wife mm-hmm. did. It was great. You know, it's good stuff. Um, if you enjoy cooking, you enjoy eating, which I feel like everyone falls in either one of those categories. Absolutely. If you're like me, you're both. Mm-hmm. Get your picky up some Cajun curl um, uh, at your local retailer. If your local retailer doesn't have it, demand that they carry it. In fact, sit down in the aisle and scream and holler until they put it on the shelf. And it'll work, I promise. Okay, or you'll get toted out by the cops. But either way, it's for a good cause. So we thank Cajun Curl for all they do for us, mm-hmm. all the support they've given us, all the free food they've allowed us to eat. Still waiting on those commercials to come out, but <laughs> when they do, they're going to be precious, and we'll put them in our Facebook group. So um, we just thank Cajun Curl. We ask that everyone who listens to support them, check them out, CajunCurl.com, all natural, uh, no um, – no additives or anything like that it's just a great spice if you Mm -hmm. enjoy eating and you enjoy cooking pick it up all right so what about our reviews well this week we didn't have any itunes reviews disappointed in our listeners we didn't have any new facebook reviews oh disappointed in our listeners and i really i hate to do this i especially hate this because this is like our first new show since we've joined the fringe radio that's right yeah hey fringe people review us you know (laughs) yes hey Go, Go leave us an iTunes review, yeah, and we would be. Sometimes you win prizes you know? on on this show. We kind of look at the iTunes reviews as a chance for you to entertain us. Yes, right. You know, yeah. I mean, we appreciate you going on there and saying, "Hey, great show, five right. stars." But we, what we really appreciate is when you're going on there and you're giving us like, you know, medical advice, right, or talking about your high blood pressure. Whatever. Yes, you know. Well, uh, and I will say, and I'm not saying we're going to do this next week, but people have won. Cajun curl. They've won. That's pocket, a common one. Yeah, pocket knives. Pocket knives. Uh, and when we were first starting cards. out, we gave out some gift cards. So we're That's probably right. going to revisit that so at some point. I'm saying you might have a chance to win. Yeah, just by reviewing us. Right. Uh, but really, just entertain us. Uh, and, and, you, and you get a, you get a shout out on the show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll holler at you. You know, holler your name out and say thank you and all that. So, but now this week there's none of that. Yeah. Right. We've got no emails in the inbox to read. We've right. got no reviews anywhere lazy, to read. Because our lazy, lazy listeners. Is that the way you should talk to your listeners? Probably not. They're <laughs> well, busy. we just did. Our busy <laughs> listeners who may happen to be lazy and can't <laughs> click a couple buttons and type a few sentences uh, didn't leave us anything this Well, way. I hate to do this. Yeah. So let's I, get, I hate to do yeah. this, but there are repercussions for this. That's right. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when, when somebody messes up, the, the everyone suffers. That's right. 
And so I hate to do this, but since we don't have any reviews, we're going to be reading prison reviews All right. instead. Okay. And again, I'm sorry. If, if you've left a review, I'm sorry you have to suffer the yeah. same as everybody else. That's right. But it has to be done. Our first review comes from Diana L. This is a review of the King County Jail. And okay. it says, I was a guest at King County Bed and Breakfast in 2001. Not the most welcoming place I have ever visited. Both the bed and the breakfast were well under par. <laughs> Why my rectum needs to be inspected before I was offered my lovely jumpsuit and plastic sandals is beyond me. I will not return. So, <laughs> King County Jail, you don't want to go there. That's really weird as I stayed at a bed and breakfast and they did the same thing to me. <laughs> Strange. All right. Our next one comes from Joseph S., and this is a review of Rikers Correctional okay. yeah, Facility. Rikers, pretty famous. I served 25 years and was innocent. The warden made me do everyone's taxes and lie on the books. <laughs> Luckily, my friend Red smuggled a rock hammer, and eventually I escaped through the sewer pipes, never going back again. <laughs> they should make that into a movie. They really you know? should. <laughs> Let's see here. What else we got? Uh, this next one comes from Eli T., and this is a review of Folsom Prison. I asked when checkout time was, and I told I was told 12.15. It seemed oddly specific, but when I called over the guard to let her know I was ready to check out, she refused to let me in. I had to escalate to the manager, Mr. Warden. He informed me that checkout time was actually 12 to 15 years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Are there any for Angola? Angola is like a really good prison. Or not really good prison. It, I don't, that sounds weird to say. It's a really famous prison in Louisiana, you know. Mm-hmm. They actually farm, and they have a rodeo there every year, if you didn't know, where the prisoners actually ride bulls, rope horses, you know, all of that. Bucking Broncos, they do it all. All right. Our next review comes from Brande Duke, one star. And it's written in all caps, so okay. I'm not going to scream at yeah. our audience, but I want you to picture somebody screaming yeah. this out as I read this. Okay. On Monday, November 13th, 2017, I got a phone call from an inmate stating that my baby brother, Christopher Cody Duke, was hit by a female deputy. After he was hit, he went to another deputy and told him what happened to come find out that male deputy is married to the female deputy that hit my brother. And my brother was immediately put on lockdown without question. I kept calling the prison and was told it didn't happen to him. He has been placed on lockdown pending investigation. He went five days without his psych medicine until I called the prison and B-word about how he was had not been on his medicine. After I called about it, he had been... He had it within 45 minutes. Me and my sister went to visit him on Friday the 17th to see him, and he has Mark's bruises on him from the female deputy that hit my brother, and I promise Angola State Penitentiary will not get away with what they did, and I promise I will fight to the bloody end. He is human and has rights. Just because he is locked up don't mean he has forget, forgotten about or don't have any family. So, <laughs> so, her brother got slapped around by some guards. Yeah. She not didn't call a lawyer, you know, didn't didn't go talk to some like, you know, human rights commission or anything. She wrote a Google review about it. <laughs> 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 okay. 
This is a very short review. It is short, sweet, and to the point. We're still doing Angola? <laughs> Angola. All right. Uh, this review comes from Bunghole Surfer. <laughs> and this rated five stars. I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what you get when you That's don't review us. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to do this to the whole audience. Yeah. Mom, sorry. <laughs> yes. This is what you get. Maybe next week will be better, and yeah. we'll have some uh, some Earth Oddity reviews. Yeah. But until then, I guess I guess you're going to get prison reviews until give us something else to talk about. Right. How about, um, you know, let's just, I want to briefly mention that my mom called us out on the pod beam, at, you know, <laughs> yes. a, called me out about moving back in with her, you know, and <laughs> yeah. that I stayed at home until I was 21 or whatever, yeah. almost 21. But I was going to junior college and I had a job. <laughs> and then I moved back in before we got married so I wouldn't shack up with my future wife. You know? Right. Like any young, good Christian man would do, I moved back home for that. Right. So anybody who read that, I'm, I'm not, I was not a deadbeat, okay? <laughs> During that time, I drove back and forth to Tuscaloosa and worked and went to school. So I uh, just want to clear, clear that up, Mom. Trying to make gotcha. me look bad out there. <laughs> to all our new friends. That's right. To all our new friends <laughs> who go to Pod B and see that. So, All right. Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether it comes from iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Podbean app, Overcast, Podcast Acast, Podcast Republic. We thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, the Friends Radio Network. Yes, thank you to the Friends Radio Network for inviting us on your network and being our friends, because we, you know what? We're going to make friends wherever we can That's make right. them. Jesus cast a large net, and so do we. That's right. And so, sorry we're rednecking it up. We've moved the <laughs> yes. double wide into y'all's network. But here we are. Here yeah. goes the neighborhood. That's where I put my above ground pool up this afternoon behind the trailer. Y'all come over and we'll have a party. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can email the show at earthoddity at planetmail.net. You can tweet at us. We are at underscore earthoddity. That's right. Our Instagram is the exact right. same yeah. handle. You can find us on Facebook. You can join our Facebook group. A lot of hilarity taking place there. That's our Oddity Podcast. Yes. And like us on Facebook because we really like them likes. And we like to interact with y'all. So that's a good way to do it. All right. See y'all next week. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. Show's over, why you're still with me?